Rabbi Barbachana said, those who go down to the sea told me that the wave which sinks a ship <laughs> seems Waves to... don't sink ships. At least not the ships that I go on. Yeah, so if a wave would sink a ship... I think I could the ship. If a wave would sink a ship, the... Not your ship. Not your ship. Yeah. Those waves seem to have fr- a fringe of white fire at its tip. But that when one strikes it with a club engraved with the names of God, Ahayash, Ahayash, Ka'ashem Tzvakais, and with the name Amen, Amen Salah, it dies down. So that's the story of the Gemara. Which, you get a club like that. Yeah, which, which you would probably want to get a club like that, but like, like you said, you, yeah. So this is like, obviously, if, you, if, you, you're shipping if you're addressing this story from the point of view of, of reality. It's like imagine like somebody, like, you're like, Boss, you do that, yeah. like you'd be like off the ship. No, but imagine somebody like you, um, someone, someone in your who's on a ship often, who, who's never like a bar before, were to read this. They're like, This is ridiculous, like, this is not really, it's not really practical, it's very silly. So, the some people will say, Okay, Gamar is, is silly, but the, the reality is, is that it's a metaphor, the whole thing's a metaphor, obviously. Right, it's a metaphor. So, what is what is a sh- what what is a ship referred to? What is the ocean referred to? What is a wave referred to? So, in many many places, we find that a ship refers to um, the human body. The ocean is 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 life, is the world and, and life. So the the ship is the human body journeying through the sea of life. In this in this mushal. In this par- in this um, metaphor, the, the 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 body is the is the ship that carries our soul. Our neshama is like the crew, you could say, the crew or the heart of the ship. Probably the, some some form of, of the people. The what? The no, it doesn't. It, yeah, no. Specifically, it's not the nuclear reactor. It's not the energy of the ship. Uh-huh. It's the. It's the it's the nefesh. It's the the ship itself. of the ship. Right. I don't know how you do, so. The neshama, like, I, I would say the crew is the, by the best way to this, to put it, but it's not accurate. No, it's like um, it's like a it's a mental thought experiment. Like if you take a ship, and you change out every single plank on that ship, one by one, is it still the same ship? Well, we'll, it we'll see. Same, it is the same ship. We'll see. We'll see soon. That's the, 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 the the question whether. A ship, what's worse, a ship without a crew or a crew without a ship? The, the waves of the sea are the, are the dangers of the sea, and, and, and they refer to the, the dangers and challenges of life. What are the dangers and challenges of life? So there's obviously dangers, the dangers and challenges of life are suffering, challenges, um, sickness, um, all kinds of other hazards that, that prevent people from, from reaching their goals. The ultimate, the ultimate danger... Right is is obviously the the Itzahara, which is something that we spoke about already in the previous story. Is something that the Itzahara is is a is a is a I don't want to call it a, a being entity that that's goal sole goal is to prevent us from reaching our goals. He doesn't want us to have um a spiritual pleasure, a spiritual status, um success, obviously. But he also doesn't want us to have the physical 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 satisfaction. That's the storm out of things. No, that's, that's just the background. So the the, the storm, the, the the wave refers to to the challenge, in general, a challenge is, is, is like a wave, and the challenge of the Itzahara, the Itzahara is is symbolized by the white fire. The fire is the t- on the tips of the of the waves are, are are fiery 
because they're supposed to represent the Yitzhar. And Yitzhar only he fans the flames of our of our desires. So we have desires, let's say, for any any anything anything on this world that we desire. Amazing chili. Like whatever it is, like <laughs> for example, amazing chili. Yeah. Is that a metaphor? <laughs> and and the Yitzhar has the ability to fan this desire, to fan the flames, you know, as it were, and to bring out to bring it out on a, on a stronger level to, to a point where we lose control over that over it. And once you lose control control over your your desires, you you lose your ability to to achieve your goals. So the the physical attacks, right? They 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 leave your your body, which is the the vessel, um, um, broken or damaged, but they don't attack your soul. The the the, the yitzhara, the, the satan, whatever, whatever the satan machmad yitzhara combination. Which is all the same, all the same thing. So they that it, it, that attacks your your soul, which which affects your your um, ultimate um, um, your future forever. So this is the kind of this is the question that I, I want people to all you guys to think about is what's worse, the, a ship without a without a crew or a crew without a ship. Meaning, if a, if if pirates want to attack your ship, right? Should they right, if if they ha- if they were able to attack you know, damage the ship and make the ship sink. Or they, or they had a choice between doing that or somehow killing all the crew members without killing the ship. What would they, what would be more effective? And what would be more dangerous for, for the people on the ship? Kill the crew so they can sail and steal the ship. Possibly. The objective is, I want to hear, I want to hear. To hijack the ship or take, take it down. Should well, you're thinking about it from the point of view of the pirate, which is good. Think about it from the point of view of the of the crew on the, on on the ship. A crew could find another ship, but a, but but a ship can't find. Well, I would say differently. I would say a dead crew exactly. are just dead. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So ultimately, if you if you if they would attack the crew, if the crew would be attacked, then there would be you lose you lose your crew. Right. So if you're on the ship, you don't want to be attacked. There's no, there's no function of the of the ship without the crew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you're a crew member on a ship, right? You you would. Depending on what you are, right? <laughs> depending where you where you were, depending where you were, obviously depending on where you were, you would probably rather the ship get sunk and you hopefully find a way to survive than just get killed. Obviously, it depends on the context, right? But in, this is in theor- theoretically, if there was a way for you to survive without your ship, you would, like you said, you would just find another ship. Right, just to be just to be sure, I have fifty caliber guns, ten of them around the ship. NATO Sea Sparrow missiles, rolling airframe missiles, and an entire fleet of F-18s. So yes. I'm, I'm safe. You're safe. Yeah. You're safe. <laughs> you're safe from the pirate, but you're not safe, you're from, not, the, you're <laughs> not safe from the wave. <laughs> Honest or the contrary. Yeah, I'm not worried about you. <laughs> yeah, so that's the idea. <laughs> the wave is more of a threat. Yeah, so I, the idea here is that... What's the crew? What's the ship again? This metaphor, the crew is is the, is the neshama and, and the ship not. is the body. Okay. And the sea is is life and life's challenges. So the 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 fringes of white fire, at the tips of the wave. What do those refer to? So the fringes of white fire refer to the fact that the the Yitzhar always disguises himself as something that's pure, something that is white, and we we find that in 
in, in Gan Eden, with Adam and Chava, Adam and Eve, the, the, the snake, the serpent, what his, what his, um, his, the way he enticed um, Adam and Chava, the way he enticed them to eat from the Eitzadas, was by telling them that really God would have been proud, would be proud of them for eating, eating from the Eitzadas, Right? And it was almost like he was saying that God was challenging you to, to eat from the Eitzadas because that's going to make you knowledgeable on, on the level of, 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 of the angels. His heart never comes to that. Every single person has the ability, as we're going to say in a minute, every person has the ability to say that my... This is what we spoke about last week. If all you guys have missed that. All, all, a person's natural um, drive is, is to... Is to Accomplish his goals, his ultimate goals, <clears throat> and every person. This is what we discussed last week. That every single per, every person knows subconsciously, intrinsically. Everyone knows, and uh, you know, Mati could, could explain this probably better than me. Every single person knows that there's something about a human being that elevates them over animals, and those things, whatever they are, those things that make it a human. Um, more elevated than an animal, those are the things that a, a human knows he needs to utilize in order to achieve the ultimate goal of why he was created. Is that something that that, that you ever came across? From a psychological point of view. Well, not from. I mean, I mean, it's in, it's in these books. From a psychology point of view, I mean, uh, the thing that makes man most different than animals is. Um, the ability to plan and, and think about the future and, and, and uh, exercise control over desire and things like that. All things associated with the prefrontal cortex. In to plan animal, for the future animals, animals and to have self-control. Animals that, 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 that plan for the future, but, but it, it, is, it is a drive as opposed to, as opposed to cognitively mm-hmm. generated. Like, like squirrels don't think like, you know, winter's coming up soon. I gotta hide these nuts so I can come back and, and have something to eat. Yeah. So you were talking more about things that can get twisted, like things that we have to work on that could be corrupted by the HR. That was, that, that was, what do you mean? That, that, that like your idea, you said, like, we, need, we have to protect these things that make us uniquely human. We have to elevate them. That's what you said when we first started the discussion. Like, you said that. The you traits, just now? Just now. Yeah. The traits that make us so, like, no, I was say- of altruism is not something that can, I mean, be corrupted, that it becomes something No, I, what, I, what I was saying was that <clears throat> the things that make us uniquely human, <clears throat> the way he explains, or the, the, the Volnagarin explains, is that things that make people uniquely human are things that drive a person, those things drive a person to, to, to the ultimate goal of, of why human beings are created. And therefore, a person is not going to always chase after his physical pursuits. He's going to, at some point, be drawn towards fulfilling the purpose of, 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 of humans because he has this, this well, subconscious the of, knowledge. The purpose of humans is what? Well, it's something that you, you might want to figure out. Well, I'm what do you think? To. When you say purpose of humans, what are you referring to? Well, what, do you, what do you think? When you say purpose of humans, there's... Are we talking about an innate human, no matter what? what the yes. No. The reason why God created hu- the human species. What, what? What would you think the reason why God created the human species? To be an aid. Okay. To be an aid of creation. 
Pleasure. I mean, the ultimate, the ultimate, the way, the way that all the Mepharshim say is, is to, is to, is to, is Kirvas of the Kim to cleave to, to cleave to God, which is what you're saying. Is, God should be, is, it bestows his goodness, and the way he does that is by enabling us to cleave to him, that, which is the ultimate good. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's the, the, the way that works. The ultimate goal of, of people is something that one of my rabbis, when I was, when I was in Yeshiva, asked me, was, why are you here? Why are you here? <laughs> and what do you think? What do you think a typical yeshiva guy, tell, you know, tells us? Right? Exactly. to do misses. Oh no no, this is why here. We're here to 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 cleave to Hashem, to to develop ourselves, that we are able to 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 be dovek by Hashem, to be close to Hashem. How do we do that? We do that by 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 doing the mitzvahs, by following the Torah, by separating. By perfecting the world, by making the world into a good place, by destroying evil, that's how we do it. Hashem <laughs> created the world with good and evil, right? The way we make the world a place, the way we make ourselves and the world a place that we can that we can connect with Hashem is by making destroying evil in the world. Right? We have to destroy the ra, and the way we do that is by doing good and not doing bad. What is good and bad? Okay, that's the Torah, the Mitzvah Stavaris, right? So the, the ultimate purpose of the world is to, you could say, to emulate, to emulate God. I mean, on, on, a sim- on a simpler level, on a more practical level, a less um, cleaving to Hashem type of level, practical level is to, you know, is to emulate God, you know. Like God gives, we give. God's kind, we try to be kind. God's honest, we try to be honest. God, you know, is you know fair and just and all the thing, all the attributes of, of of God, we we try to emulate that, and the way we know what Hashem wants from us is by is by looking at the Torah and following following the path of the Torah. So, ultimately, a, a person knows that he's here not to satisfy his physical his physical desires. He's here to to, to fulfill something more, right? To to be kind, to to be honest, to 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 do all kinds of you know to, to do to follow the, what the Torah wants, even you know not in the Jewish context. Even if you're if you're not Jewish or if you're not thinking about it from a Torah perspective, there are things that are spiritual. This is we discussed the first week. There are things that are spiritual, things that are physical. Spiritual things are things that are not purely physical. They're not purely um, um, tied with connected with survival. Again, we got into this little mess of exactly where to draw the line, you know, if move, you know, if, which arts arts are considered spiritual because they're not, they're not, they don't aid our survival. Exactly. But in the in the in the, the simple simplified, the the spiritual pursuits pursuits that things that bring us closer closer to Hashem are things that we are we are naturally driven to. Temptations take us away from that. Right, we're also we also have physical temptations, but we can't go through life just pursuing physical temptations without having that nagging feeling that we're here for uh, for a greater purpose. I think uh, that's, that's an interesting quote from Schwab and Tzfila talks about. This is literally dropped my mouth open that when a person has a um, desire for an avera, that's actually that person's desire to come close to Hashem. And Avera is spiritual, and it's it's our way of 
taking a shortcut into um, into a, so that's a certain there's a certain spirituality there, and when when a person is fulfilling let's say his desire to do that whatever that avir that is, that's a person also in that way trying to come close to Hashem. Just that's the wrong way to do it. Meaning a person has it's such a strong desire Poor that it's, it's it's a channel of that. Uh, yeah. I, I I can show it to you. Could be it's connected with a different idea. The idea that that every single um. So every single, um, what do you call it? Every single, let's say, character trait in the world, right, has a positive and a negative side. Lust has a place where it's healthy, because it's not healthy. Yeah? Every single thing in the world, right, has a place where it it applies and a place where it, where it, where it doesn't apply. As jealousy, we say, say from Tarba Chachma. Um, being jealous of a Tarba Chachma makes you, makes you seek want wisdom, want wisdom. Haughtiness, um, So honor is something that people that people use to prevent themselves you know they hold you hold such a high esteem so it prevents you from doing a various and going to places certain places that you wouldn't have a would have have a hard time going because of your stature and stuff like that so you within yourself as well and within yourself yeah all right so the next the next thing is is yeast is is the idea of 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 yeast and yeast and dough yeast and matzah and and matzah and yeast what's matzah Matzah is unleavened bread, right? So I get this expiration, last expiration. What's what's dough? Dough is is a is a dough that you put yeast Matzah, in. Dough. Yes, you put yeast in it, and yeast rises. What does yeast do to the dough? It enhances the dough, and it makes it fluffy and 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 and, and gishmak. Mm-hmm. And what happens when you when you leave the yeast uncontrolled? Sourdough. When the whole thing becomes yeast, it becomes sourdough, which is inedible and disgusting. And bitter and, and unedible. So yeast is something that you that you, that when used the correct way, when channeled properly, it, it enhances what it's there for, to do. And when left uncontrolled, it becomes unedible and useless. Which is the same thing as as what we're calling desire. Desire is something that when channeled properly, it creates a beautiful, delicious thing. When 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 left unchecked and uncontrolled, it becomes useless and, and sour, sour and unedible. The, the the Gemara says I think the Gemara says where's the Gemara the Gemara says that when you have yeast a person is on the level the typical person on the level to control the yeast everyone knows that a, a, a fully baked bread is is more delicious than leaving it and having a sour, sour unedible thing so people naturally want to bake bread and 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 control it so what do people what, so, so, so in, in life, people naturally know that when you use temptation for the proper, within the proper context, right, for the right things, and when you have it controlled, like a human, like you said, a humans, one of the humans' abilities is to control their, their, their temptations. So those um, people have the ability to, to have self-control, even without, you know, major, you know, satishmaya or whatever you call it. People naturally have the ability to have self-control. There are people who, unfortunately, get stuck with addictions and other kinds of things, but the typical person has the ability. So what happens? <coughs> what happens is, is that, is that the, the Gemara says that, that suffering and being enslaved by, by, by the other nation, by, 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 the, by the nations, um, prevent, prevents us from being able to control our, our, our desires. What does that mean? He explains that Volgan explains 
that what it means is that is that when we're in Gaulus, when we're in exile, and we're either, you know, we're we're being persecuted, or perhaps even worse, we're being affected, we're being influenced by the by the secular mentality, the secular culture, and that infl- infiltrates into our, you know, Jewish um, um, value system. So that itself, together with desire, so we have the desire plus we lose sense of value, sense of direction, plus we're we we're, we're being oppressed or we're being persecuted. That makes it in, in, that make, that takes away the ability of us to keep to keep our our desire and expectation in check. Does that make sense? Yeah, the Olga uh, spoke for that idea also last week's parsha with with the Rosh Chodesh with the Chadshas. He talks about how like when we were in Golis in Mitzrayim, we basically lost our ability to have the us to Hashem because we were so assimilated in their Tuma. Without that, when you when we were basically <coughs> exposed to that, there's no chance for any sort of removal. It's only when we actually got out. That's why we have to get those Rosh Chodesh because we have to learn about renewal because we're able to be free of yeah. that influence finally. Yeah. It's really interesting, really cool because the next thing he says, yeah. Wow. The next thing he says is that is why the Jews when they left when they left Egypt they went with matzah on their backs. Why matzah? Because it's, it's matzah represents it's, full control yeah. over over temptation. Uh-huh. Right. This is exactly what you're saying. Yeah. When they were in Egypt, they could not they could not accept the Torah because because they 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 had no control with God giving them uh, the the mitzvah of 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 coming Pesach and Rosh Chodesh. Additionally, the Baruch gave them a special at this time a special gift. You know, it's, they, we, the, all the all the the, the commentators call it a gift. It's a special gift that Hashem gave them. That he gave them the ability to to overcome their their Yitzhar through the uh, symbolized by the matzah, right? And then Hashem mm-hmm. made them work for for the for the cost after right? they spent forty nine days in the. In the in the in the midbar, in order to they had, they had to work for it, but initially that was the, that was symbolized by the ability to overcome the yitzhar. Okay. So essentially, Kaisel needed the extreme of no temptation. Yeah, but well, I, the the point that seems even greater than that is that Kaisel needed Hashem to step in and give them that ability to overcome desire, which means that we, we should be doomed because. Mm-hmm. Because we're in a, we're in Gaulus, we're being we're being persecuted or being influenced. There's no there's, it's always one of the two throughout mm-hmm. history. Either we're being persecuted or we're being influenced, right? So so how we ever how, how do we have hope to overcome the Yitzhara? If the Gemara says that the yeast on its own, right? The, the temptation on its own would be something that we could overcome, but temptation together with either oppression or influence, we cannot overcome. So how do we overcome that? And the answer is, with the club that you're taking on the ship to hit the wave. <laughs> no, we'll explain that guess next week. Mm-hmm. What exactly that represents? What is this club? What's the club? And that's that, that's gonna be the, the key club? to to overcoming temptation. Mm-hmm.